TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Ask the Expert North Texas podcast. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. We are getting a bit of a break now from super high gas prices. Now they're just really high at this point here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. We're paying about 472 a gallon. That's actually down 12 cents in the last week. Other parts of the state are seeing even lower prices. Some areas as low as 422 in Stevens County. But we're only at the beginning of the summer driving season and prices could go even higher. It leads to the ultimate question. When could we see a real drop? On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by an energy expert and economics professor at the University of Houston, Ed Hers. He's in the KRLD Zoom room. Ed, thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. It's the ultimate question. When do we get a break at the pump? Now, we're not going to get a break until after the war in Europe is over. Uh, we've got some real serious issues with supply disruptions. And right now, we're exporting a lot of gasoline and diesel and crude oil to Europe because they're unable to get supplies from, from Russia. And, and speaking of supplies, who else is seeing high gas prices around the world? It's not just us. Oh, absolutely. Everybody else is picking it up. And and keep in mind, you know, the U.S. is relatively cheap. Uh, you know, before the war, um, it was routine to, to spend $7 a gallon uh, in France, for example. And that's the issue is a lot of people will see these numbers going up here and not realize that we are getting a bit of a break compared to the rest of the world. We're just kind of not quite catching up, but getting close. Absolutely. And so, you know, we don't subsidize gasoline prices uh, to the extent that other nations such as Venezuela does. You can you can buy gasoline in Venezuela for less than 50 cents a gallon on an equivalent basis. And uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, the price of gasoline is roughly what it cost to produce it and, and refine it. And here in the United States, it's a bit more. You know, we've, we've got the cost of refining, we've got some taxes, uh, marketing and distribution. So it's, it's really not that much of a burden. We spend, you know, for example, this past week, uh, if an average across the nation is about $5 per, per gallon, 60% um, of that is, is related to crude oil. Um, and 26% marketing and distribution, 5% is related to, uh, uh, actually, uh, let me correct that, 60% is related to uh, crude, 26% for refining, 5% for distribution and marketing, and, and about 11% on average for taxes out of every dollar spent on gasoline. The service station, the gas station, the convenience store is 
you know, maybe making five, six cents a gallon. That's, that's not a heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, with the proposed gas tax holiday, uh, some reports are showing that the average American might only save about $13 a month. Is this gas tax holiday getting a little bit more spotlight than it what it really deserves? Uh, no, because it really does make a difference for those who rely upon their vehicles to, to get to work, to live. And it has the biggest impact on the poor. Um, so it, it will have a significant impact there. It's not going to bother probably you know, 60% of your, your, your listeners you know, to make a difference. You, know, can, you can buy another, another uh, uh, hamburger or something a week. Uh, there seems to be a lot of blame get, that gets thrown around because of high gas prices. Some are blaming the federal government. Some are blaming state government. The feds blame the oil companies for all of this. Is it just there's enough blame to go around or you just can't pin it on just one thing? Well, you know, if, if just making profits were the problem, um, you know, Apple and Microsoft better be worried. Um, you know, they make a lot more than the oil companies do. Uh, and, and of course, not many people could live without their iPhones, could they? Or, or their, their computers and their software. So it's, it's really a bit of posturing for more than 50 years now. The... Um, oil industry and the federal government have been at, at odds with each other. Uh, the, the rule in Washington seems to be that if you uh, uh, have the price go up at the pump, you don't ever get reelected. And every politician is acutely aware of that. Um, you know, this administration has, has uh, uh, certainly have a, a mixed record with the oil and gas industry, but frankly, you know, the Trump administration was no big supporter of the industry either um, you know, there was just uh, uh, there were four pipelines pending when when president trump took office and only one was uh, completed so you know batting 250 is not enough to get into the hall of fame the um, so as we, as we look at it i think there are three main issues or three main pivot points in history uh, that have gotten us to this point where we are uh, really in a, in, a, in a deficit position vis-a-vis -vis oil and gasoline. Uh, number one was when Richard Nixon removed um, President Eisenhower's oil import quota in 1973. At that point, we began to become more and more dependent upon cheaper supplies of foreign crude from other nations. And this was you know, to the detriment of our domestic industry. Um, Number two, in, in, in 2015, uh, in, a, in a broker deal in Congress, the oil export ban was lifted. Uh, the U.S. had been producing an awful lot of the lighter crude oils from the shale plays. Uh, those producers wanted access to the global market rather than being forced to sell to refiners here, where they would have to take a discount because a lot of our refineries are still configured to process the heavy oils from overseas. And so in exchange for uh, the con continuance of renewable fuels credits and, and tax credits for renewable energy, the, the domestic producers received the opportunity to sell their oil overseas. Um, as a result today, we import about six and a half million barrels a day of, of, of crude oil. 
Um, the heavy oils, these are things that we absolutely need to have uh, to, to make up our, our, our market. And then the third, of course, is the supply disruption in Russia. Um, the U.S. Is, is contributing along with other consuming nations uh, some of our stockpiles. And right now our crude oil stockpile, our um, domestic gasoline stockpile, our domestic diesel stockpile, those are all down below the five-year averages. You know, the president's tried just about everything he can at this point. Uh, we're releasing a million barrels a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. You know, keep in mind that not all of that goes to domestic refiners. Uh, some of that's bought and shipped overseas directly. It's a global market. It's uh, on a, a pre-pandemic basis, 100 million barrels a day. Uh, the U.S. produces roughly about 12 million barrels a day. We consume 18 to, to 19, depending upon the time of year. So, uh, you know, we're, we're dependent and interdependent across the, across the globe on, on these fuel supplies. And it's just really difficult to uh, open the valves any wider than they can be right now. Um, in the U.S., the rig count is up, but it's still not back to pre-pandemic levels. Our production's up, but it's not up to pre-pandemic levels. Uh, the... Rig count in the Middle East is the one that I've been watching. It's still down 25% from pre-pandemic levels. Uh, that's a huge number. When, when the Middle East is off by more than 100 rigs, this indicates that they're not drilling to replace their production, uh, at least not, not to the level they were a couple of years ago. And, and ordinarily over history for decades, the rig count in the Middle East didn't vary very much. Um, and so I'm, I'm concerned that there's not enough supply that's going to be available through the rest of the fall. As we get closer to winter, uh, the European nations are going to be wanting to uh, stockpile more uh, oil and uh, because they use it as a, a, a substitute for natural gas or LNG. Uh, that's going to be additional production that, uh, excuse me, additional demand that's going to be reflected here. You know, the, the service station uh, on the Central Expressway, uh, that buyer is competing with a buyer in Paris or the buyer in Berlin for gasoline right now. So with, let's say, the average American talking about their budget and what they can afford when it comes to gas prices, kind of makes that uh, cherry on top for maybe switching to an electrical vehicle um, taste that much sweeter. Uh, there's a uh, recent report out of Reuters that shares that electric vehicles could take 33% of global sales by 2028. Um, is that realistic considering the chip shortage, uh, you know, supply chain shortage, just trying to crank out these electric vehicles, period, to meet demand? Goodness, I have no idea uh, with respect to the chip shortage. But, you know, considering that the, the average consumer holds the average vehicle about 11 years or 12 years, then we could look at, at say, a turnover for the entire fleet in 12 years. Um, for more than a dozen years, the ownership of an electric vehicle uh, on, a, on a pennies per mile basis has been more economical than, than owning uh, an internal combustion engine vehicle, traditional gasoline or diesel. 
You know, and, and the, the U.S. consumer has, instead of going for more economical vehicles, has, has now made the Ford F-150 the most popular vehicle in America. You know, by any definition, the F-150 is a gas guzzler. Um, in 2008, when oil hit $147 a barrel, the auto companies had real issues and, and you know, Chrysler and General Motors required federal bailouts. Ford had foreseen the problem and it retooled and, and refinanced itself to, to get through this. I don't know if we're going to see anything like that occur here, uh, but you know, every consumer who's driving an F-150, you know, was alive or buying or driving an F-150 uh, in 2008. This is a, a shift. The consumer is going to have to make a move. And I think the, the only limit is going to be the number of electric vehicles that actually are produced that are brought to market. While we have you here, ERCOT announced today that we're going to see another record demand for power in the state because of this early summer that's hit us. So much of the state has hit already hit over 100 degrees, and we're really just beginning. And now ERCOT says they're going to have to dip into the reserves. It sounds a little early to be dipping into reserves. Is ERCOT ready for the summer? Well, it's it's not so much that ERCOT's ready, it's that the generation companies are ready. And we know from last month uh, that not all of them were there. They were still in maintenance. And uh, uh, Friday the 13th of, of May, we had six units trip off, and uh, that caused uh, ERCOT to ask us to turn the thermostat to 78 degrees. Uh, the wholesale price went up 4,400%. So you know, as a consumer, as a taxpayer, as uh, the employer of the PUC and ERCOT, as we all are, I, you know, it's it, it kind of rankles to be told to use less and pay a lot more. Um, we don't know where the generation fleet is in terms of its maintenance. You know, the 77,000 megawatts expected for today was supposed to be the peak that we forecast for August. Um, we're going to, according to expectations, use about 14,200 megawatts of wind and solar combined. So that leaves us at maybe 63,000 megawatts needing to come from the dispatchable fleet, the natural gas, coal, nukes, and, and the small amount of hydro that we have on the grid. Uh, you know, that's cutting it really close. If any of those plants go down or trip off, then ERCOT may find itself wanting to do uh, rolling blackouts in, in one area or another, uh, you know, with any luck, they figured out how to do this and, and won't be shutting down large parts of the grid across the state for extended period of time. So rolling blackout is supposed to be rolling. It's not supposed to stay at your home for more than 30 to 45 minutes. You know, we could all get by with that, uh, assuming we're not on life support. Yeah. Ed Hers is an energy expert and an economics professor at University of Houston on Ask the Expert. Ed, thanks for the time. My pleasure, David. Kristen. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 